Tuesday evening. Happy Tuesday evening to you. This is Untapped Potential and I'm your host uh, Dr. Simone. It is great to be back with you for another episode of Untapped Potential right here on TVN Radio. Uh, as we look at the calendar we see that the month is quickly speeding along. Uh, today being January 24th, 2023. So just about one more week left in January. And we know that those credit card bills are coming in from all the Christmas spending. And as a matter of fact, I believe that this week, the week of the 22nd of January, is the week that most people find most depressing. So I hope that you did not overspend over the Christmas holidays and that you you do not fall in the category of those who are stressed out because those credit card statements are coming in. As always, we like to start the program on a note of gratitude. So what are you grateful for today? You know, I'm grateful for the milder weather. This being the end of January, we're experiencing some uh, lovely weather here in Georgia, right around the 70s, 60s, uh, 65 to 70 is the average weather here are mostly sunny, although we've had some rain showers in the last few days, but for the most part, some sunny weather. So I'm always grateful when the sun is bright and the weather is great. So again, don't forget to start the week off on a note of gratitude. And again, if you woke up this morning, that is already the beginning of the reasons that you should be grateful. So we have an impact program for you today, as always. Uh, this is the place we come to get powered up and energized for the week ahead and to remind ourselves of the important life goals that we are working on. And as we mentioned before, the theme of our programming this year is going to be invest in me, invest in us as we continue to grow and develop and evolve as individuals and as a people. So what are your plans to grow and evolve this year? Are you going back to college? Are you going to work on your health? What are your goals this year? So as we get started uh, with the year, I think it is important to look at our financial situation. Speaking about those credit card statements, right? So it is very important to look at our financial status as we get ready to start yet another year. So we had the opportunity 
over at Push Past 10 to have a very engaging conversation on crowdfunding. Crowdfunding is coming to the Caribbean region. And thanks to Mr. Alvin Thomas from Dominica, he was able to connect us with the various parties who are involved in setting up this crowdfunding uh, for the Caribbean. And so we were able to engage with a number of stakeholders um, from the Eastern Caribbean and Securities Regulatory Commission, as well as Dev Consulting, which Dev Solutions Consulting, who are the two major partners involved in introducing crowdfunding to the Caribbean. So I want to bring you that interview because that is taking investments to a whole other level in the Caribbean. So especially for small businesses, uh, which have traditionally relied on bank loans, it is going to be a great alternative where they will be able to uh, engage in crowdfunding to fund their campaign. So very exciting news, a really great opportunity for the Caribbean. So we had that interview, I believe it was last Tuesday morning. So I want to bring you that pre-recorded interview on crowdfunding, a very exciting opportunity for for uh, financing uh, small businesses in the Caribbean. And as always, after the interview, you want to stay tuned for our tip of the week uh, for what is going on over at Push Past 10 and for so much more. So as we get the program off and running today, um, let us enjoy some of the 2023 Calypsos that are out. And you can tell me which is your best Calypso so far for 2023. Of course, you know where to reach me at pushpast10 at gmail.com, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-D-1-0 at gmail.com. If you would like to just share on what is your favorite Calypso, of course, we're on Facebook and YouTube as well. So lots of ways to get in touch. So let's enjoy this one. Let's see who we'll, we will play today. Let's enjoy some King Dice. I think he has a very powerful song this year for 2023. So let's enjoy uh, the latest from King Dice and then stay tuned for our pre-recorded interview with the crowdfunding opportunities for the character. Caribbean and then stay tuned for the rest of the world. Appears in the middle of the village And nobody sees Nobody knows Nobody sees Nobody knows mm. Is the village still a village without a child to raise When nobody sees And nobody knows Endangered means innocence is lost We've become predators of the children living among us Can't call on Jesus, he already died for us Now it's up to us 
everything's lost To every child that we abandon We die a little within We lose a battle That we can win Secrets rising in the middle of the sea day And everyone sees Nobody knows As it rises The citizens fall deeper into poverty Everyone sees Nobody knows are broken, civility is lost, justice overtaken by the rule of force, democracy is boldly slipping away from us, but it's left to Lost. Everything's lost. 
everything's lost yeah. Everything's lost, everything's lost Everything's lost To those who stay at home While the freedom fighters are fighting We're losing battles That we can Creative team has partnered with internationally awarded veteran art photographer Derek Galal to help women step into their confidence and let go of limiting beliefs while wearing the custom made flying dress that ripples in the air against a beautiful Caribbean background. This amazing moment of self love and self awareness can be artistically captured and preserved under Derek's watchful eye and experienced hands. So take advantage of this superb quality and attention to detail as seen in our high quality prints and breathtaking videos. The flare of a beautiful dress can make you feel so special and beautiful. Let's help you capture the moment. Book your Catch Me Flying Dress session on the beautiful nature island of Dominica today. Our team will ensure your comfort and enjoyment through the experience. At the end, you will receive images worth treasuring for a lifetime. We look forward to helping you awaken your inner power as you transform into the most confident version of you. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning to you, wherever you're joining us from. Um, welcome to Push Past 10. Uh, this is a special presentation of crowdfunding, an exciting new tool for investing in the Eastern Caribbean. We're so happy that you're joining us this morning. Uh, we have with us a special presentation from the Eastern Caribbean Securities Regulatory Commission, as well as Dev Solutions Consulting LLC. So today we are joined by a number of people who will tell us more about this investment opportunity in the Eastern Caribbean. Uh, today we are joined by Dr. Dr. Winsome Leslie, the CEO and founder of Dev Solution Consulting LLC, uh, Ms. Alusha Faisal, Chief Executive Officer of Eastern Caribbean Securities Regulatory Commission, as well as Mr. Tom Award, who is the technical consultant on this project. And they're here to tell us more about crowdfunding. Um, if you live in North America, you may be familiar with crowdfunding as a source of investments, but we are starting a new chapter in the Caribbean where it is going to be made available uh, to Dominica. Um, I'm Simone Matthew. If this is your first time joining us on Push Past 10, I want you to know that Push Past 10 is a network of a few Facebook uh, pages as well as YouTube. Also, Q95 FM radio, uh, the most listened to radio in Dominica and in the diaspora, as well as U.S.-based TDN radio. And Push Past 10, our one goal is to advance the lives of Dominicans and 
Caribbean people in the Caribbean as well as in the diaspora. So as you come on in, I'm giving everyone a, a couple of minutes to come on in. Don't forget to share the live. Let everyone know that we are here for this important presentation. And you know we are all about collaborations. If you joined us last week, you would have known that we started a partnership with Western Illinois University and Eastern Illinois University to offer funding for master's degrees programs to Dominica and our Caribbean uh, people. So that is what we're about. We are about finding opportunities for us as Caribbean people. And so this opportunity, this crowding opportunity, crowdfunding opportunity presents yet another way we can invest in our islands, we can invest in our people and earn a return. Because of course you want to earn a, a return if you're investing in any venture. So come on in, join the live, share the live, let everyone know that we are here and we will now give an opportunity for our guests to unmute their mics and simply introduce themselves. I think I missed Mr. Alvin Thomas in the process of saying who is joining us today. And we want to say a very special thank you to Alvin as well as Mr. Matt Render, who were the ones who kind of coordinated this effort to bring this program to our audience today. So everyone just unmute your mics and greet the audience as we get started today. Dr. Leslie, we'll start with you. Great. Okay. Thanks so much, Simone. I'm, it's a great pleasure to be here. I'm with some Leslie, as you said, CEO of Dev Solutions Consulting. I've been working very closely uh, with the ECSRC on this project, working specifically around awareness raising um, and training, both for entrepreneurs, because, of course, we need investing companies for this opportunity, as well as investors. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, Ms. Faisal, please uh, say good morning to the audience. Good morning. Good morning, Simone. Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Alusha Faisal. I am the Chief Executive Officer of the Eastern Caribbean Securities Regulatory Commission. And um, it is a pleasure to be here. I look forward to our little discussion on, on um, our crowdfunding project. Yes, thank you for being here. Uh, Mr. Ward? Thank you. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, great pleasure to um, to virtually meet you all and to be here. So I'm um, um, I'm Tom Ward, and I'm the the technical consultant on this project, and I'm um, develop helping to develop the sort of the regulatory framework to make sure it sort of balances the the benefits and the risks, and making sure that we have the most appropriate um, regulatory framework so we can sustain equity crowdfunding in the in the Eastern Caribbean. It's a great pleasure to to join you all. Yes, thank you for being here. And someone who needs no introduction to our Dominican audience, Mr. Alvin Thomas. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Simon. Good morning. Let me say good morning to our guests this morning. And let me say how pleased I am to be able to co-host with you on Push Past 10. Um, it's an initiative which we are both excited about, um, an initiative by the Eastern Caribbean Security Regulatory Commission. And um, obviously, I'm looking forward to that engagement with our folks um, in the diaspora. So, yes, yes. pleasure so to thank, be here. 
Thank you, everyone, for being here uh, today. So if you're just joining us, uh, we, this is a special presentation of crowdfunding, an exciting new tool for investing in the Eastern Caribbean. So let us just get a better understanding of who is joining us today. So like I mentioned before, we have Dr. Winsome Leslie, who is the CEO and founder of Delve Solutions Consulting. Dr. Leslie is an international development specialist and a certified business advisor who is currently president and CEO of Dev Solutions Consulting. Uh, the firm provides advisory and consulting services in micro and small business development to business intermediaries in the U.S. and frontier markets. With her team, she has conducted microfinance and small business financing assessments and demand surveys designed projects to increase business financing and designed training programs in small business financing and entrepreneurs. She is currently the senior advisor at the Caribbean Microfinance Network, the only regional network of microfinance institutions in the Caribbean and a member of the advisory committee for the U.S. government-funded into America Foundation, which focuses on community development in Latin America and the Caribbean. So certainly an honor to have Dr. Leslie with us today. Then we have Ms. Alusha uh, Faisal, and she is the financial services professional with over 30 years experience in financial services sector in the ECCU, with more than 15 years in financial regulation and supervision. Ms. Faisal is an experienced commercial banker, bank examiner, and securities regulator. Alusha is currently employed as the chief executive officer of the Eastern Caribbean Securities Regulatory Commission, ECSRC, and is responsible for the day-to-day -day management and operations of the ECCR Secretariat. And then we also have Mr. Tom Ward is the technical consultant on this project. He spent over 12 years as the UK's financial conduct authority, leading on the implementation of many policies initiatives, including the UK's implementation of MIFID2 and evaluating the UK's approach to crowdfunding. Most recently, he established and led the FCA's regulatory sandbox initiative, seeking to encourage responsible innovation in financial services. He has also worked for the University of Cambridge Center for Alternative Finance, working with and advising policymakers and regulators around the world on financial innovation. So we have quite a qualified team of uh, experts here with us today. And of course, Alvin, we cannot leave you out of the mix. So just give us a brief introduction of who Alvin Thomas is for all the new listeners who are joining us today. Alvin, you're muted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm sorry. Yes, a brief introduction of who's Alvin uh, Thomas. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my bad. Um, well, I am a small business owner. I reside in Atlanta. I'm from Dominica. Uh, prior to I migrating to the United States, which is um, 
amazing how time flies by. It's already 25 years since I migrated from Dominica. But prior to that, I worked in the public service as a senior public officer. Um, my last position being that of deputy uh, permanent secretary in the Ministry of Tourism. And um, uh, my background really is, is in the area of um, human resource. That is, that is what my training back in Dominica. But when I moved to the States, I ventured in the area of optical, um, the, 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 up, the field of opticals. So I currently own, uh, retired in the optical business and currently own an optical business, an eye optical business um, that I run. And um, apart from that, I'm involved in a number of initiatives as it relates to not just Dominica, but the Caribbean at large. So anything that, that deals with development of our people as a region, I'm associated with that. So I engage with um, Simon on a regular basis on this program, as well as other programs um, that that uh, held that seeks to promote and develop, as I say, our Caribbean people. Yeah, so that's so what am I? Um, I believe in our Jesus tenet that service to humanity is the best work of life, and that's that's my mission, really. On Yes, yes. Thank you. So thank you everyone for being here. And thank you, of course, to our Facebook Live, YouTube Live audience uh, who are joining us today. So let's just jump right into the presentation, the reason that we're here today. So I will hand the floor over to uh, Dr. Leslie and uh, Tom Ward as they present the information, crowdfunding, an exciting new tool for investing in the Eastern Caribbean. Dr. Leslie? Um, thank you so much, Simone. If you'd, if you'd start the presentation from the beginning, um, this, this presentation is just to frame the discussion about um, crowdfunding and the opportunities, both for investors in this case, but also for uh, small businesses. So let's go to the, the first slide, please. So what is crowdfunding? Basically, it's raising money for a project or for your business um, from the crowd. And there are several different kinds of crowdfunding. It's usually in, a, in an online platform um, means. Next slide, please. Yes, so it's raising money for a project or business from the public or from the crowd, as we say, through a regulated financial intermediary, in this case, an online platform. Next slide. There are different kinds of crowdfunding. Um, the first donations, which many of you might be familiar with, where you're asking um, for money for your project or, or your service, or if you're an NGO, you're raising funds in education, health, et cetera, and you're asking people to, to commit to, to financing you without giving any, anything in return. The second type is a reward crowdfunding, and this is where you are giving um, a, a prize or a reward or a gift in return for the funding. Next slide, please. Um, then we have another type called debt crowdfunding. And this is essentially peer-to-peer -peer lending where individuals um, on the platform will provide a small loan, which is repaid to you um, as um, the person seeking the funding with interest. Usually these loan rates are much lower than conventional commercial bank rates. So this is a very attractive way of raising money, particularly if you're a 
a sole proprietor, or you're starting out a new venture, you're writing a book, this might be one way of raising funds. And then we come to the topic of uh, what we are going to discuss this morning, which is equity crowdfunding, which essentially is raising funds via an online platform in exchange for ownership in your company, meaning stocks or shares. So let's just review very quickly the crowdfunding process. Essentially, um, companies or individuals, sole proprietors, let's say, more often than not, they're small businesses, though, they will um, seek out funding via the platform by preparing what's known as a campaign that would involve a pitch deck, videos, et cetera, capability statements, financial statements, et cetera. But this is all put together in a package, which is then um, hosted on the platform. Investors who are interested, please go back to the previous slide. Investors who are interested will now um, look at these various campaigns and make a, make a selection in terms of which one, which company they'll invest in. Um, the funds pledged on the platform. When campaign closes, and there's usually a three to four month period for a campaign, when the campaign closes, all things being equal, the funds are trans, assuming all the money is raised by the individual company, um, the funds are transferred um, via the platform to the companies and the companies in turn will transfer shares um, in this case uh, to the investors again uh, via the platform. The ownership, the certificates and so on will be transferred via the platform. Next slide, please. Okay, so let's zero in um, specifically on equity crowdfunding. Next slide. There are certain key players in what I call the ecosystem for equity crowdfunding. There are the, um, the entrepreneurs who will um, raise money via the platform and, of course, issue shares in exchange for that funding. There are the investors, many of you might be on this call now, um, who are interested in diversifying your portfolio. So you would be perhaps looking at small companies to invest in. And then um, here we have the regulatory framework. And here I'm using the ECSRC as an example, where there must be a, a, a policy framework to make sure that um, their standards and so on, and their rules of the game that are being applied equally to all the parties. Then, of course, there are the um, investment advisors and brokers who will be working with investors, giving advice, and in some instances, perhaps even providing some training to um, to folks to understand crowdfund the crowdfunding process, the risks, etc. And then finally. You have the crowdfunding platforms without which the, the process would not work. They are the ones who screen both investors and companies, and they basically run the show in terms of um, being the intermediary between the investee companies on the one hand and the investors on the other. Um, next slide, please. Okay, so let's talk about the advantages and the risks. Of course, like any investment, as an investor, you have to be prepared that um, that investing in a crowdfunding um, on a crowdfunding platform would be a risk. But there are certain advantages, uh, both on the part of 
entrepreneurs as well as investors. So let's just talk about entrepreneurs very quickly. For, for companies, it's a faster way to raise investment capital. You're exposed to a larger group of investors, unlike traditional equity investment, angel investing, for example, where you're just um, dealing with one or a, a handful of investors. In equity crowdfunding, you, because it's on, in an online environment, you're exposed to a broad range of investors. So perhaps you could have anywhere from 50 to 100 or more investors investing in your company, each providing a smaller amount of money. But in the aggregate, it could be quite substantial. Also, equity crowdfunding is a way of increasing visibility for the company as well. And it could also... Um, help to create a loyal following for your product or service. This is one way of generating interest in the product or service over the long term. Next slide, please. Other advantages, um, it's, it's good for startups who have scaling potential, who have a good business model, because it, it, it's a way of um, not only validating your product or service, but it also can can help you to scale relatively quickly um, through exposure to a broader range of, of, of players. In terms of investors now, this the most important advantage perhaps for, for crowdfunding is that it helps you to create a diversified portfolio so that you can spread the risk across several kinds of investing instruments or, or size of companies. And so at the end of the day, you might get a better return than you would if you had a more concentrated uh, portfolio. Secondly, crowdfunding allows non-accredited investors you know, um, to invest, whereas in traditional equity, you have to be accredited. You have to meet certain um, benchmarks and requirements to invest. True that there, there are requirements for a, investors on equity crowdfunding platforms as well, and Tom will go into that. But the, the, the important thing is that it demo, democratizes, if you will, investment and brings um, possibilities for investment for the ordinary man on the street who might not have um, an opportunity otherwise. Next slide, please. So let's move on to risks. Um, from the point of view of the entrepreneur, um, there are risks as well as from the point of view of the investor. So let's start with the entrepreneur. Um, first, there's a need to build momentum for this. It's not a, you know, don't just put your platform, your, your campaign on the platform and then hope for the best. It's a process both before you, you develop that campaign, during the campaign and, and after, afterwards. Um, it, it can be a significant um, investment of time and effort on the part of the company as well to put a campaign together and to go through the process. It can be expensive depending on how ready you are, how ready your business is in terms of organizational structure, whether you have your financials together and so forth. And uh, perhaps most importantly, if you don't raise your target amount, the funds are not transferred and uh, this is because usually and, and your, your target raise is linked to a specific project. And if the, the argument goes that if you don't raise the required amount for that project, then the project cannot be undertaken. So that's the rationale for why you would not get anything, um, any of the funds, if you don't meet your target. So, so from the point of view of the, the entrepreneur, 
the selection and the thinking through of what the target race should be is very important. Next slide, please. All right, from the point of view for the investor, the, the most important thing to note is that this is a risk, like any investment, so you could lose your, your money. So it's very important to think through and, um, and assess your risk tolerance uh, before going into any kind of investment, including this. Um, it's true that you're committing smaller amounts of money in a crowdfunding scenario, but nevertheless, it's a risk. Um, secondly, um, investors have no control over the investing companies, unlike in angel investment, where um, the investor is more hands-on and oftentimes negotiates a seat on the company's board in exchange for the funding, so they have a little bit more control over how the companies run. Here, it's a very hands-off process. The investor, you put your money, um, you commit your funds. Um, if the amount is raised, you transfer those funds, you get a, an ownership certificate, a stock ownership certificate. You, you receive regular reports um, from the company on how things are going, but you're not involved in the day-to-day -day or any decision-making in terms of the company. Um, third, there's a lack of liquidity. Once you commit the funds, this is not a speculative play. You have to be prepared to leave your money there for a number of years to allow the company to grow and quite truthfully to, to, to stand a chance of getting your money back with, with, in, with, um, um, with a, a profit. Um, also, um, if you, you have to think about the whole issue of dilution, if the company is issuing more shares later, say, for example, the company successfully that you have, um, you have invested in um, grows to the point where they now want to go for a second crowdfunding round or an angel investment round, for example, then the value of your shares will be diluted, will be lessened. Um, if that company goes for a second round. So you have to think about that when you're investing and looking at, and you have to look at the company um, carefully before you make that investment decision. Next slide, please. Okay, so let's talk about the crowdfunding project itself, the ESRC initiative. Next slide, please. Okay, the general objective is basically to, to promote the, the further development of the capital markets in the ECC. You um, remember the ECSRC is a regulator, and one of their mission, uh, or their mission really, is to is to sort, support the growth and development of the capital markets um, through proper regulation. The specific objective of this project is to increase finance and increase the financing options for small businesses by facilitating this um, equity crowdfunding. Um, uh, initiative in the region. Let me just say that the ESRC is setting the table, so to speak. They are not launching a platform. They are basically providing the ingredients and, and creating the, the policy framework and the environment and the ecosystem to, to create a, an initiative. Next slide. So let's go to the three key elements. The first is validation of of um, the regulatory framework. Um, the ESRC drafted um, two years ago a crowdfunding policy framework, and the project is being used to validate 
uh, that framework, we had a series of stakeholder consultations back in September with public and private sector in the region. We had uh, three sessions. We got a lot of feedback on the rules themselves. And those rules are now going to are being redefined def- and refined based on those, those comments. And Tom will talk about rules a little bit um, more specifically um, uh, in a few minutes. Second um, piece of the project is sensitization and training. And this is my responsibility in the project. Idea is to make folks aware in the ECCU, both, um, East, both locally within the region and also in the diaspora, about crowdfunding as an option for financing on the one hand and investing on the other. Um, and linked to that, to sort of build appetite and interest in this as an option. Um, and secondly, to do some training, specific target training to entrepreneurs um, to, to help to, to do a bit of a deeper dive into crowdfunding and how to prepare a campaign and what's involved and how companies can get ready um, for when a platform is launched formally in the ECCU. And then the third piece deals with um, testing crowdfunding platforms, prototypes um, of a crowdfunding platform or platforms in a protected sandbox arrangement with a view to seeing how the rules work with those prototypes. So those are the three pieces. And I would venture to say that coming out of this project, we hope that we will have at least one platform um, prototype that's um, ready to be tested in the market. Next slide, please. Okay, so I'm going to turn over now to my colleague, Tom Ward, who's going to talk specifically about the rules aspect. And I suspect he'll also talk about how the rules apply to investors. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Dr. Leslie. Um, So, um, hi, everybody. Um, So I just wanted to spend a few minutes giving a, a, a very high level overview of the policy framework and the crowdfunding rules that we have developed and really interested in any questions or comments that that, that people on the call may may have. So if you go to the next slide, please. Um, so just in summary, we want to provide a framework to facilitate equity crowdfunding to take place in Dominica and the Eastern Caribbean more widely, um, providing what I hope are proportionate requirements and responsibilities, both for the equity crowdfunding platforms who will be facilitating the transactions for the companies that are looking to raise capital in this way, um, but also ensuring we put in place adequate and appropriate investor protections to ensure that those people who may be inexperienced investors who are looking to invest in companies fully understand the risks and to make and can make um, appropriate decisions about what they may want to invest in. Um, so if you go to the next slide, please. So very broadly, um, these rules, and I will go with these these rules, I think there's about 40 pages of of rules, as you you can probably imagine, Um, they they go into quite some detail, but I'll give you some of the some of the key um, obligations. So firstly, they introduce um, a new activity to allow crowdfunding platforms to become authorized to launch these online portals to facilitate equity crowdfunding transactions. So as, as, as Dr. Leslie says, These will be private organizations that will develop these um, portals 
that will be designed to bring together companies who are seeking investment in their business with investors who may be looking to invest in them. Um, so potential investors will, will, will register with a portal um, to allow them to view the various investment opportunities available um, and to make investments in return for equity in a particular company's business. Um, so once authorized, these portals will enable companies to promote their business and to effectively launch a campaign, as Dr. Leslie says, um, giving companies the opportunity to tell a compelling story about their business um, and to detail the specific opportunity to potential investors. So essentially to pitch their business to investors, um, be they members of the public or, or indeed investment professionals. Um, so this is likely one component of this is likely to be a pitch deck or other promotional material. Um, and we also expect these portals to have in place online community discussions, um, allowing actual and prospective investors to interact with each other and, biz and the business looking to raise capital. Um, so you may you may be aware of some of these um, um, crowdfunding portals in other jurisdictions. So firms such as Cedars and Crowdcube are, are fairly well established in, 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 in other jurisdictions. And so the framework we're looking to establish is, is to allow similar businesses to become established in the Eastern Caribbean and to support companies from the Eastern Caribbean looking to raise, raise, raise investment. Um, and as Dr. Leslie says, we're also looking to establish a regulatory sandbox to support these firms, help them get to market and to ensure, in, ensure we have the right regulatory frameworks um, in place. So that's from a uh, that's from the, um, the, the, the 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 crowdfunding portal perspective. Um, I'll just quickly talk about some of the obligations we're looking to put on those companies that are looking to raise capital via these portals. Um, I think it's fair to say we expect the companies looking to raise money will be will be smaller businesses incorporated incorporated in the ECCU. Um, those businesses who are probably not ready to launch on a listed market and are looking for seed capital or capital to, to grow their business. And indeed, one of the key stipulations in the rules is that businesses can't raise more than five million East Caribbean dollars via equity crowdfunding in a single year, you know, which. Um, I think suggests it'll be smaller, the smaller companies that'll be that'll be more more attracted to to this. So we don't want to make the requirements unduly onerous, but we think there are certain minimum obligations that companies need to comply with. So for those companies that do want to raise money through this, we expect them to have a clear business plan and financial statements, and including historical statements and, and future projections which we'd expect them to disclose to potential investors via the, the crowdfunding portal. And we'd also expect a certain amount of due diligence on the company by the platform. So, for example, background checks and assessments of credit worthiness. Um, we'd expect the company to clearly explain how they valued the business and the valuation they've, they've made. And to also clearly specify what they would do with the proceeds of the capital they're looking to raise via equity crowdfunding. Um, and we'd also expect companies to inform potential investors about key risks to the business, again, in order for them to make an informed decision about whether they should invest. And we'd also expect companies to keep a shareholder register and record of ownership of any equity that they have transferred. Um, so we've, throughout this, we're trying to be proportionate and trying to not to create an unduly burdensome regulatory framework that creates barriers for companies to uh, raise money in this way, but we think there are sensible sort of minimum standards we would ex we would expect these firms to to comply with. Um, on the investor side, um, and I think just reflecting back on the risks of equity crowdfunding that Dr. Leslie just highlighted, 
we'll look to introduce certain investor safeguards to ensure that investors are appropriately protected. Um, again, these are designed to be proportionate, and we want to ensure that every type of investor has the opportunity to participate in equity crowdfunding, um, and that creating a regulatory frame or putting in place a regulatory framework provides a degree of um, legitimacy and, and gives confidence to investors to engage in this activity. Um, and I think I think around the world, it generally, equity crowdfunding attracts retail investors with relatively small amounts to invest in a particular business proposition. Um, and these small amounts can aggregate up to a significant amount of capital for the for the for the business. Um, so, given the expected interest from retail investors, uh, we propose to introduce investment limits um, based on income or net worth to ensure that retail investors are not um, do not unduly expose themselves to to excessive risk. Um, and I won't go th through these in detail, but they're they're sort of aggregated based on the level of income or the net worth. So, as an example. Um, for investors who have a, um, an annual income of up to 100,000 Eastern Caribbean dollars a year, um, we, we are, we're suggesting they may purchase securities up to a maximum value of 5% of that total annual income in any 12-month period. And those percentages increase as um, someone's income or net worth um, in increases. Um, we also um, um, think it's important to allow accredited in credit accredited investors so those uh high net worth individuals corporations financial services business um to be able to invest in equity crowdfunding and um for accredited inv investors we don't propose any any investment caps or any investment limits in the amount they can they can invest in a particular um particular uh, business so that's one of the key safeguards i think investment investment limits and it's very common around the world that, that um, those regulators that have introduced bespoke regimes for equity crowdfunding have in place these, these investment limits, and we think they're sensible, sensible safeguards. Um, and we also will require um, companies to disclose certain information about their business and offering. Um, for example, a description of their business, how much they're looking to raise, and the valuation of their business. Um, we want to standardize these, these disclosures as far as possible. So, for example, by requiring the same information of each, of each investment opportunity to be contained in a in something we're calling an offering document which must be provided by the business looking to raise money to all prospective investors via the portal so this will require certain you know absolutely fundamental key information about the business and its offering so for example the type of securities being offered the amount of securities being offered the key risks um, the financials and any any fees charged to to investors um, and we'd also expect that the key risks of equity crowdfunding in general, um, some of those that, that Dr. Leslie spoke about, are clearly disclosed to investors on the crowdfunding portal. And finally, in terms of investor protection, um, we the rules introduce a, a cooling off period where the investor can cancel the investment commitment for any reason up to 48 hours after the, um, after the investment commitment has been confirmed. So that was a, a, I'm very conscious of time, that was a real whistle-stop tour of, of, of the regime we're looking to put in place. Um, I hope that's provided a useful overview. As I reiterate, I want this, we, you know, we want this to be proportionate um, to allow companies to raise funds without putting undue barriers in place while ensuring the right amount of investment protection for prospective investors. So thank you very much for listening to me. And I think I'll pass to Simone or maybe Mr. Thomas to, uh, to continue the discussion. Yes, yeah, so we're going to bring back the entire panel back to the floor. 
Um, as we continue the discussion, I'll remove the slide. And I do apologize, uh, Ms. Faisal, you were supposed to do the introductory remarks, but we got so excited about the project, we jumped right in. So I will have you go ahead and provide your remarks at this point. My apologies. Right. Thank you, Simone. I can understand. Yes, certainly. It is an exciting project. And um, the ECSRC itself is also very excited about, about this project. But just to provide your your viewers with some background on the Eastern Caribbean securities market, the ECSM or the ECF Eastern Caribbean Securities Market was established in October 2001 as a formal regional securities market for the member countries of the Eastern Caribbean Currency Union. And those countries are Anguilla, Antigua and Barbuda, the Commonwealth of Dominica, Grenada, Montserrat, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, and St. Vincent and the Grenadines. The, that date also marked the establishment or the birth of the Eastern Caribbean Securities Regulatory Commission as the regional regulatory body for the securities market. And the ECSRC is charged with ensuring compliance with the securities laws so as to protect investors in securities. So we like a mini um, US SEC. Um, you know, we don't have the resources that they have and the, the, the people that they have, but we're still very effective in what we do. You are and listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. Just listening to a pre-recorded Facebook YouTube live interview about crowdfunding in the Caribbean. And again, we want to say a very special thank you to Mr. Alvin Thomas for bringing us into the loop on this conversation. And we will be sure to bring you any updates as the program continue along. So we can expect to see potentially a crowdfunding platform uh, sometime in June. From what we understand, it will be sometime in June that one of the platforms should become available. So you certainly want to stay tuned to Push Past 10, to TDN Radio uh, for all the updates. Again, on Facebook, we are P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0 as well as on YouTube. So remember to subscribe, remember to follow us on Facebook so you too can be informed. And you know what I really like about this opportunity is the fact that just about everyone will be able to partake. So if you're an investor, you will be able to come on board to invest in a company. And if you're a small business, you will also need to come on board. And we, uh, Alvin and I had a very interesting conversation after the session, and we talked about the importance of ensuring that our businesses have everything in place to be able to take advantage of this opportunity. And right after the program, someone already reached out to me and said they're interested, but guess what? 
no financial statements, no business plan. So, you know, there's a lot to be done with regards to ensuring that when we have businesses, whether we're in the Caribbean or we're out here in the diaspora, that you have all your T's crossed and all your I's dotted. Because when an opportunity like this comes along, you want to ensure that you have everything that you need to be able to take advantage of this opportunity. So as we always do, Alvin and I will be trying to figure out some ways to get our small businesses the assistance that they need to ensure that they're prepared for this opportunity. And of course, you want to check out pushpast10.com where you'll be able to see the entire interview of uh, the opportunity available through crowdfunding. So as we move along with the program, we have our tip of the week. And this week, speaking about financial health, we are looking at how to stick to your New Year's financial resolution in 2023. So again, how to stick to your New Year's financial resolutions in 2023. And this comes from Robert Farrington over at Forbes.com, F-O-R-B-E-S.com, written by Mr. Robert Farrington, how to stick to your New Year's financial resolutions in 2023. And he begins by saying, with most of us hoping for better financial prospects in 2023, it's important to acknowledge just how brutal 2022 was for Americans and their wallet. Not only did the stock market end the year significantly down, but cryptocurrencies largely tanked as well. Sky-high inflation also led to the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates throughout the year, so borrowing money became much more expensive. But the, but the past is the past, and there's nothing anyone can do change it, can do to change it. We can, however, take steps in the new year to invest more and spend less with the goal of building wealth. With that in mind, you may be wondering what can what you can do to stick to your financial goals for 2023. Whether you hope to pay down debts, learn how to invest, or spend less on things you don't really care about. So some really good information. He goes on to say, financial advisor David Edmonston of Next Phase Financial Planning says that reaching your financial goals becomes easier when you make each step of your strategy specific and measurable. For example, saying you want to save more money for retirement in 2023 isn't specific enough. Enough. Instead, you should plan to increase your 401k contributions by a certain amount of money per pay period, then follow through with that goal by filling out forms at work that facilitate this increase. So a really a very good article. It goes on to talk about uh, automate your finances, so paying your bills automatically so you don't have to think about them, focus on getting out of debt. Uh, let's see what else he talks about. Save up cash for emergencies. So all the stuff that we are uh, familiar with, 
but sometimes we wonder why we don't follow through. So just a gentle reminder to look into your financial health. And I always think that we are so busy with so many things going on in our lives, but I like to remind us that if we just set aside, you know, about one hour on a Sunday evening, right before you decide to relax and enjoy some, you know, maybe some good Netflix, <laughs> just take one hour and just uh, devote that time to your financial plan. Also devote that time to scheduling what you need to do for your goals for the week, whether it's getting to the gym three, four times for the week, schedule it out. Because by scheduling out, scheduling it out, you are more likely to stick to those goals and to follow through. So here we are. It always seems like the end of the program comes way too quickly, but I am always happy to be here with you for another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. I am actually in the process of redoing our website, pushpast10.com, because when we started back in 2022, so much has changed since that time. So I want to spend some time highlighting all the important work that we've done and everything that is on the way for us as a community. So I am going to spend some time in the next couple of weeks I'm updating our website so it's, it's, it, it reflects more what we are doing. But in the meantime, you can head on over to pushpast10.com, click on the past podcast uh, for any episodes of the program. You may have missed along the way and also click on the YouTube channel for any of the interviews you may have missed along the way. So again, great being here with you for another episode of Untapped Potential. If this was your first time joining, welcome aboard. I hope that you will set your reminder to be with us for uh, the next episode on Tuesday, every Tuesday from 5.30 Eastern Standard Time right here on TDN Radio. And if you're a regular listener, thank you. Thank you so much for your support. And thank you to everyone who continues to reach out to me to offer suggestions on what we are doing at Push Past 10, Untapped Potential, and of course, Roots Connections on Q. So again, thank you for being here. I look forward to joining you next week. Don't forget that your life story is your strength. Remember to tap into your potential every day. Uh, remember to stay strong, stay positive, stay engaged, and stay active until we meet again next week at the same time you have your...